The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. to B-Movies and eBooks. I'm Craig Wade. And I'm Brian Allen Delaney. And today we are doing a double feature film only. <laughs> That's normally what a double feature is, right? <laughs> double feature of books. Yeah, double feature of a book and a movie. <laughs> just, like, just like every other podcast. No, yeah. Um, yeah, so we aren't covering books today, but we are covering an older film, uh, about 10 years old, called Murder Party. And a newer film, about half a year old, called Ghost Stories. But before we get into any of that, what's new with you, Brian? Um, honestly, not too much. <laughs> yeah, unlike most podcasts, we actually hung out yesterday, so <laughs> we're pretty caught up. <laughs> oh, do, do you ask me how I'm, like, what's up with me, just like... To see what you're doing to establish a personal our note? Yes! Oh, I thought it was always like supposed to be stuff that's like relevant. No, that's why like I never have anything relevant. Like other than just like watching a movie. I mean, I can always yeah. cut out stuff if you're like, you know, I got this sore that I don't know what's going on. You know, <laughs> can always cut that out. <laughs> but, but. All this time I thought it was like, do you have any like relevant stuff going on in your life? I mean, preferably not, it is, but not just checking in on a friend. <laughs> Yeah, that's what this is, is just checking I mean, in on a friend. I mean, like, honestly, we talk all the time. <laughs> so. Yeah, but text is different than talk, and we mostly text. Oh, you're one of those people. Yeah, I am, like, I'm totally a phone call guy versus a text, which is doesn't make sense, because if you're on a text thread with me, I talk a shitload, or I text a shitload, too, so. Yeah. Like, but, um... Yeah, so, yeah, what's new with you? Nothing? Not too much. Oh, okay. Uh, I... <laughs> oh, you actually have something. Uh, well, you never ask. You never ask. <laughs> really? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I got I got an, a ton, ton of uh, DVDs at the pawn shop this week. I don't know if that's super, super relevant, except for the fact that that included... Uh, both Sinisters, like, uh -huh. which I have not seen all of two. Uh, every time I've tried, I've gone to sleep. Uh, but I loved Sinister One. Um, and all the, uh, I guess there were only three. Uh, all three Candymen. Hmm. Candymen. Which is a pretty <laughs> Candyman. <laughs> Nothing like that horrible, or that horror film, but... Uh, no, so all three. I've never like sat and watched. I've seen half of the uh, Farewell of the Flesh, but that's it. I don't know if those sequels are good. I haven't heard many good things about it. Um, I remember watching them when I was little. Mm hmm. And um, they were scary to me then. Well, the so. first Candyman, Candyman really holds up. The first of the Candyman. 
<laughs> um, yeah, no, like that movie was like genuinely scary when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, no, I mean, like, have you seen it in a long time? It still holds up. It is straight up still scary as shit to me. No, I haven't seen it. It holds up so well, like way better than any of the other, like other, uh, not just films in general, <laughs> any other film at all. No, like most horror franchises, like it holds you, way. You about to talk shit about Freddy Krueger and stuff. No, I love Freddy Krueger and I love Friday the 13th, but those are just simple movies. You know, uh, nightmare on Elm street are a little more complex, but Fred or er, uh, Fridays are just like blood, boobs, woods, <laughs> killing, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's a that's a pretty spot on summation of those movies. Mm-hmm. But um, but no, I mean, I cleaned up. I got like, I want to say between the past two weeks, twenty five <laughs> DVDs because they're. I mean, they're selling them for like a buck each, or if you buy lots, like they'll give you a few free. Yeah, and so I mean, it's cheaper than Redbox, and <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I might as well. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, and for some reason, that pawn shop, I mean, I go every Friday because it's over by my house. And that when pawn you shop. walk in, do they go, Craig? No, but they're like, what are you looking for? And I'm like, DVDs, as always. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and so, anyway, I mean, yeah, on one hand, it's like, yeah, it's more DVDs. Do I need more? No. But on the other hand, it's like, man, someone in this area just keeps like getting rid of tons and tons of horror films. So it, what, what is it a franchise pot pawn shop? Like it's a cash America. Like it's a cash okay. America, but I mean, it's just that one is loaded up every week with Maybe new horror films. You're driving up their demand for DVDs and they're shipping in DVDs from other cash Americas. I, I hope, but I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's like they're looking at it and, and you know, corporate headquarters and there's like, there's been a thousand percent spike <laughs> in DVD sales in the last two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, they keep trying to push the Blu-rays and I'm like, four bucks. Pfft, no. <laughs> <laughs> I got an upscaling player. It gets close. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so uh, Candyman. So this, oh, is this a segue? I was hoping you'd bite on it. Yeah, I was going to see where it went. <laughs> like, it's just a total lie. I didn't even pick him up. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I did. But I, I am seeing that the last uh, Candyman movie was made in 99, which is more recent than I thought. Huh. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> Candyman remakes coming out. <laughs> yeah, I Possibly. posted. Possibly. I, I got a lot of hate from posting uh, that on Facebook. People were like, you know, it's perfect. Why would you do this? <laughs> I mean, we've had this conversation before. It's like, even if a movie is perfect, doing a remake or whatever is not going to diminish that original movie. No, unless it's like so, so bad that it somehow does. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I got you. I, to me, I would, I'd rather see a remake than no movie at all. And unfortunately, it seems like that's what's happening. There aren't no. many new properties happening. I would like to see new stuff, but hey, if uh, Jordan Peele wants to get behind, now I was at first they broke news incorrectly, saying that he'd be directing 
I think that yeah. that'd be awesome. But he's yeah. producing. But I mean, I think he. You know what else would be awesome? If he was Candyman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I'm. I have high hopes for it for some reason. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, I think it's probably like precisely because the original Candyman was so good. You know, and if you if a remake now could either be really, really good, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of talented people in the industry right now, or it could miss the mark completely and be terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, Candyman, not that it really beat you over the head with it, but it was like a socially conscious film, right? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I think that it has some relevance. Now, they could go completely over the mark, but I think like uh, with the tone of like Get Out, you know, which was totally socially conscious, um, they could do really well with it, you know? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, there's uh, the... The industry right now is totally ripe for socially conscious movies. Yeah. You know, whether you like that or not. (laughs) Yeah. It's a a lot of them are happening and a lot of them have like subtext and things. And I think Candyman fits perfectly into that sort of timing. Yeah. (laughs) It's more, well, it's more socially relevant, socially relevant currently than, than nightmare on Elm street or something like that. You know, another popular franchise that could be revived. Mm -hmm. Uh, You are just talking crap about nightmare on Elm street. No, I love nightmare on Elm street. I think honestly, it's probably my favorite franchise, but I'm not going to sit here and say that it it was hashtag woke or anything (laughs) like that. You know, like it's really good. Now I hated the remake. I, I think honestly, with that, the only thing you could have done to remake it would have been like to have a successful remake is to depart it, make them innocent or something. And I know we've talked about that. I don't yeah. know that we've talked about it on here, but maybe we have. I don't know. But um, but yeah, uh, uh, that was a failure of a film. I hope the Candyman's nothing like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. Speaking of woke films, um, can't decide what Assassination Nation is. Is it going the opposite way? Is it going super socially conscious, or is it going the the opposite way? Uh, I I don't know. From the few trailers I've seen, I don't know if I can make that distinction. I mean, it's... I don't know. It seems like... From what I've seen, you could probably make the argument either way. Yeah, I mean, I think that they're the the only reason I even bring that up. I don't. (laughs) It's because you like you want to see that movie so bad. I do want to see bringing it it up. I do. That movie looks freaking awesome to me. But I don't. It's not like I really give a shit about like every film that comes out being like, "Whoa, how woke is this, bro?" (laughs) You know, I haven't turned into that guy. Let let's let's add that to our like. Um, scoring <laughs> just become like <laughs> like insufferable people. <laughs> but, no, but like, but that one's really leaning into it because it's like trigger warning and like just I don't know if yeah. you've seen that trailer and just yeah. blast every single thing. But I know that they've also 
gotten a lot of praise for like they cast a trans actor as a trans character and stuff like mm-hmm. that too. So I don't really know what direction they're going for this film. It just looks very subversive in a in a really cool way. Uh, so to me, what what it could be, um, and nowadays it's very very hard to tell is satire. Greg. <gasps> what? <laughs> oh my god! There's no agenda. It's just just mocking mocking I mean, things. It, it could be. I don't know. I mean, I really don't. Well, um, I feel like Heather's was a, a satire in the '80s, you know. Yeah. And this yeah. kind of looks like Heather's an update. Great. This kind of looks like an update of like Heather's meets The Purge, or yeah. like more apt Mean Girls meets The Purge, you know, <laughs> something like that. Which <laughs> it's totally the burn book. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly the burn book, except for with much worse consequences. Yeah, but. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm very excited about it. It looks super cool. Now I could be wrong. It, it's very easy to cut a trailer to make it look subversive on just a terrible film with no plot, yeah. just a bunch yeah. of crazy shit happening and throw on a good beat. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, what else we got? Um, uh, we just went over. We actually went over news today before we started. Now I forgot what it, everything was. Uh, Sabrina the Teenage Sabrina, Witch. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I never thought that I'd be excited to see a Sabrina the Teenage Witch TV show, but here I am. What? You never watched the original? I mean, I watched it. It didn't look. It wasn't horror. It with was that, just with like, that hard quipping Salem the cat. It's like Sabrina, you're grounded, and she'd be like, "Well, here's some magic. Guess what?" Uh, no, there's a clone of me in my room. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work because her aunts were also magic. Yeah, but she's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It it, it wasn't a good show. But, <laughs> but you, know, you know, there was a lot of weird shows like that around that time. Yeah. You know, where it's like, where it's like a normal family or uh-huh. whatever, but then something really weird would be, you know, up with them. Like small wonder. I was just thinking of small wonder, or what was the one with Evie and she paused, like she uh, out of this world, out of this world. Yeah, same thing. And yeah, she, it's just like it's a normal family, but one kid's a robot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, or or it's a normal family, but the the main character's dad's an alien and she has superpowers. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, you I don't really see small. that. I like Anymore, how do you? on Small Wonder, they totally, like, accepted that girl, you know? Like, you're one of the family. No, you're a robot. You made her in the garage. Like, why is she equal yeah. to me if I'm the son, you know? Yeah, how do you think the son felt about that? Like, shit! How could you not? <laughs> like, <laughs> you have to be fair to this robot. <laughs> it's like, you know, if the dad leaves, right? He's like, okay, well, I've got to go you know, do this, the robots in charge, you know, how would you feel about that? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, and she was like a wisecracking smart ass robot too. Yeah. I mean, she but, played everything with like, hello, this is. So oh yeah. So, yeah. She but, was, she was the straight man yeah. in, in that, but like, yeah. yeah, she was like a robotic, like, you know, uh, Stephanie Tanner. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was Stephanie like the... I guess she was, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't DJ. No. And she was she was too old to be Michelle. 
Yeah. Michelle was always just bumbling around screwing her lines up because she was so little. <laughs> She's a, like a little <laughs> child. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh but yeah, this back to Sabrina. Sabrina, the teenage witch. It's what the chilling adventures of Sabrina is yeah. what this is called. And it looks like it's basically just based off the comic book or at least yeah. that tone, which that tone was awesome even though I never read it. I I just flipped through it at comic book shops. <laughs> that one um was from what I saw and it could have actually just been I know there was a mini series before her actual thing. Uh-huh. Um I I seem to recall the the comic being more like Lovecraftian. Yeah, right? it was. And I don't know if they're going this route or if they're going more traditional like witchy stuff cuz I mean the teaser trailer is the only thing that's really dropped, right? And at the birthday party is like uh, you know, your traditional devil goat man. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, you know, a bunch of presumably witches. Yeah. So I am ex- super excited about it, though. Yeah, it looks really, really good. Um, And that tied in. That was uh, maybe not in continuity, but at least it was that re- iteration of the character that was in uh, Afterlife with Archie. Right. Yeah. Like, they kind of started at the same time. You know, Afterlife with Archie's still going on, but it's been five years and only ten, uh, ten issues. Yeah, it's really slow moving. But there's also, like, a Jughead the Hunger one. Have mm-hmm. you seen that? Where he's, like, a werewolf. No. Is it good? Um, I haven't read it yet. I, I think it's only, like, a couple issues in. Yeah. Um, so it's just like they're doing all the the classic um, monster tropes with... Archie, Archie characters. <laughs> I mean, it's and, fine. And what's what's weird is that there's actually such a big Venn diagram between Archie and horror fans that that actually like is viable. It has been successful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, Archie's always had weird crossovers. Like we've talked about Archie versus Predator on here. Uh huh. Right. And there was like Archie meets the Punisher. Like See, back in like the nineties, I loved the Archie versus Predator because it was classic Archie with like classic stuff. It classic wasn't dark. Yeah, it wasn't dark at all, and it was just like let's go down to the soda fountain and literally he just ripped their spines out and stuff. And it was like, whoa! I know it was it was it was great. Yeah, you know, um, I mean, Archie meets the Punisher was kind of the same way too, but not as violent. Oh, really? Yeah, because, I mean, that one was back in, like, I think the 90s. Yeah, I remember, like, because I was looking at uh, Archie team-ups online when that happened. Um, (laughs) And, yeah, it looked like Punisher, but not like Punisher Max or anything. Yeah, exactly. It was like like normal Marvel Punisher, where he killed people and stuff, but it wasn't like, you know, he he wasn't, like, tearing out people's esophaguses and stuff. Ripping heads and... Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) um uh, speaking speaking of archie uh i don't know why i'm not super into riverdale apparently there's like a cult stuff in it now um yeah i mean have you watched any of it no um i watched like four episodes five episodes i liked it it just tried to it tried very hard to push the button like to push buttons you know but what kind of buttons 
Well, I mean, like Archie, like Archie, Archie was banging his teacher and stuff like that, and like yeah, that's a classic Archie thread, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that old woman in the comics. I forgot <laughs> her name. Uh, but yeah, like it was just kind of odd with that kind of stuff, and like they had this like kiss with Betty and Veronica, were like experimenting with each other and stuff. Mm. It's just like it, there's nothing wrong with it. I thought it was an interesting take. It's just weird that that's canon now and probably the most popular canon, you know? I think it's always been the most popular canon. <laughs> oh, well, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's official. Uh, but anyway, no, like, uh, it, I liked what I saw. I mean, it was, it was, a, it was kind of like a less weird Twin Peaks. Um, what? <laughs> Such a weird thing to say about an Archie TV show. Well, I mean, it's all based it's like Twin Twin Peaks. <laughs> it was. I mean, they were, uh, but I never watched all of Twin Peaks. It, you know, it was just kind of like it was based around a small town murder mystery and stuff like that, and it yeah. got weird. Like I would be down for chain watching Riverdale. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to. All right, hey, you... I know this last season. Uh-huh. Like there was like a like a uh, vigilante uh-huh. in town. And it was like one of the old uh, uh, Archie comics used to have like the they used to have a brand uh-huh. like another label called Red Circle. Yeah. And there was a whole bunch of uh, superheroes and stuff. It was their superhero line. Mm-hmm. And apparently um, there's a vigilante in town and the whole season. It's like, oh, who's the vigilante? Right. And he's one of the Red Circle superheroes. Oh, really? And so I thought that was a neat way to he was like the hangman or something like that. Um which is a neat way to bring that into continuity. And then like now this season, there's going to be some like weird cult leader and like possibly like actual evil magic. Really? That's cool. I mean, <laughs> like what I'm saying, you know, I, I liked it. It was just, uh, it, it was odd, I, but I yeah. would totally be down for it. When I first saw it, remember I'd text the group and was like, dude, this is freaking awesome. And everyone's like, fuck Archie, you're stupid. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's because you talk about Archie all the time. Uh, do I? I just you don't hate it. While. I like Archie. But anyway, I, in fact, I used to listen to an Archie podcast <laughs> that for some reason it had so many episodes and for <laughs> some reason uh, whenever they like rebooted Archie and stuff, it just stopped. like like, as soon as he started getting popular again the it just kind of stopped either that or maybe (laughs) i just unsubscribed i don't know (laughs) but all right well uh do we have anything else no i have one other short thing okay so apparently this weekend global box office style the meg got over like has reached over 500 million dollars at the box office does this make you happy or sad I don't know why. Like I don't. I don't know. It's just it's 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 surprising. How about that? Because it's a. I mean, I haven't seen it, but it's 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 a giant shark movie. Why yeah. is that making five hundred million dollars at the box office? Because it's a giant shark movie. I know. And so, like the other side of that is, well, does that mean there's going to be other more mainstream, like sci-fi style monster movies coming out? Because if so, I'm okay with that. There's something that rubbed me wrong about that film, and, and films kind of like that. I don't as much you as I love. Huh? No, no, no. I oh. didn't see it, but it still rubbed me wrong for the same reason that other films like that rubbed me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's I love horror. I like action. I don't like whenever there's the crossover. Like Underworld and shit like that. And it, for some reason, it just totally reminded me of something like that. Underworld it, was not a horror movie, though, at all. I know, but it... It was just an action movie with vampires and werewolves. Yeah, and I get that this isn't like Supernatural or anything like that. It's not like the shark Supernatural. But there's just something odd. Well, we don't know. Neither one of us has seen it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like <laughs> summoning powers from below or something. But I don't know. It just seemed a little odd to me. But... The trailers always looked fun. It looked like it was going to be a fun movie. And, you know, it's not like it was low budget. I think it had a $180 million budget. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like, so, I mean, it made domestic box office. Um, it was basically a flop already. Yeah. Well, I mean, so they were like, they were like, oh, man, what's going to happen? And then it made a lot of money overseas. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of like a pack rim type thing, huh? Because uh, like, Pacific Rim didn't do well here, but yeah. worldwide it did great. And so they did a, a sequel that I didn't, don't know that anyone saw. <laughs> I saw it. Was it good? It was okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't really want to say anything about the Maggie either way. To me, I'm happy that horror, horror are roughly closely related is making money. Because as yeah. long as it's making money, there will be new movies. But, mm -hmm. I mean, it'll suck if that starts a trend where it's like, what now? Giant octopuses! <laughs> you know? Like the inky so, depths. So, so exactly like sci-fi channel movies. Yeah, pretty much. So. Sharktopus. Yeah. Well, alright. You ready? Yeah. Alright, What you, we are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back while we discuss the brand new film from six months ago. Uh, ghost Stories. Alright, and we're back with 2017's that's what it says on IMDb's Ghost Stories. Uh directed by Jeremy Dyson and Andy Nyman. Okay. So, so I'll read the synopsis real quick. Uh, it's really short. Skeptical professor Philip Goodman embarks on a trip to terrifying... Wait. To the terrifying after finding a... Okay. There should have been a comma there. Okay. So let me start over. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Skeptical professor Philip Goodman embarks on a trip to the terrifying... After finding a file with details of three unexplained cases of apparitions, that's that's it. So basically, it is a uh, it's a guy who does one of those like um, TV shows where they expose uh, psychics and and paranormal things. Mm -hmm. So like, um, what's the guy, the magician that does it? Yeah, the guy. He's been around since the seventies doing that. Show. Yeah. Um, uh. Oh God! He did, I just—I actually just watched a documentary over him. Why can't I remember his name? I did too. It was an honest liar, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was James the Amazing Randy. Yes, James Randy. Yeah. So, um, this this Philip Goodman person is like that, and it shows it at the beginning. You know, him exposing a psychic or whatnot. Um, and uh, he eventually has a meeting with um the person who got him into this lifestyle mm -hmm. right and 
that guy is asking him to check these three cases basically that he had never solved yeah that guy is like on his deathbed and he's like we yeah. wasted our lives i can't crack these cases <laughs> that's a that's a spot-on impersonation of him <laughs> yeah yeah and so he decides to go check him and one by one he checks three cases one being a uh security guy who a, a ghost story <laughs> yeah. yeah, security guy who's uh, witnessing some abnormalities at night. The second one being um, oh, uh, oh, the kid is has a strange encounter in the woods. Yeah, yeah, and then the third one being a Martin Freeman who was the best character in the film. Right, he was amazing. Um, and he. Tells the story about some complications that arise after his wife's pregnancy. Yeah. And so, anyway, um, it gets a little odd. It's not quite scary, even though it has quite a few jump scares that Brian made fun of me for jumping at. <laughs> this is one of the... the we, we actually watched this movie together. Yeah, me we, you and my we dad. That. <laughs> yeah. We don't usually do that. Yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, every other film that I watch alone, like it's just me alone at night. Ah! <laughs> like, thank God no one's here. And, and then you turn to the side to, you know, laugh with, you know, your friend, but no one's no one. Or, or, or Smith's <laughs> judging me. Yeah. Smith's my dog, by the way. But anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah. And so from there, it turns out that some of these stories may play into the overall yeah the guy's life and so i don't know it gets real real weird it has a bizarre ending yeah i mean the the first you know what two-thirds of the movie maybe even more is just like it's not bad but it's just kind of generic ghost stories yeah um you know of the three i think the the most interesting was probably the second one Um, yeah definitely but I mean, like the first, okay, like the first one ended, okay, and I was like, "That's it." I felt like I was reading like no sleep off of Reddit. That's how I felt about all of the little vignettes before yeah. it ties it, any of it together. Like it's just like, huh, really? Yeah, but- exactly. And then the last section where it's dealing again. With your like bookend um, narrative, right about Philip Goodman, got batshit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it got real weird real quick. Um, I didn't think it was bad in any way, but no. I would have a hard time recommending this film. Like, yeah. To, to like, if you're a fan of horror, and if you're not, I don't know why you listen to our podcast because because we have such charming personalities. Yeah, there we go. Uh, but, or maybe you just want to pretend you have friends. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we don't judge. Come on, it'll uh, be fine. But no, I mean, like, if you're a fan of horror and you like uh, subtle films, you know, subtle horror, not beating you on the head with imagery or anything, this would be up your alley. Until the end. And then the end is two beating you over the head for the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. It's so weird. Uh, but also, 
the problem I had with this film is when it does take a shift, it still takes a shift, even though it goes so crazy, it still goes into a generic, uh, a generic ending. Yeah. Because like, as soon as it started happening, we both knew what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. And it it wasn't, um, it wasn't like a surprise. mm -mm. It was neat. And a lot of the visuals were interesting. Um, part part of the the visuals at the end almost reminded me of like if it was a very very low budget cell. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can if, see that. If that makes any sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, we knew exactly where it was going to go. I mean, we talked about it while it was happening, you know, <laughs> and and so it wasn't surprising. But it was just sort of interesting how it got there. Now, the the problem I had mm-hmm. was there was a lot of stuff that seemed to connect. Okay, um, like even little subtle things. Like I'm not gonna really spoil it, but I don't know if you noticed at the beginning. Um, the, you know the the guy who's telling the story was uh, listening to a radio program, mm-hmm. right? And at the end, that radio program was playing again. Oh, really? Yeah. And and there's little things that connect like that, like characters or like little actions or things they say. But then the middle one, the the encounter in the woods one, had nothing to do with anything else. I I was thinking about it. I can see only uh, not with. Uh, I mean, we can talk after. I can yeah. see that thematically it connected. Uh-huh. But definitely not uh, with any sort of uh, what happens, you know. Yeah. But thematically, I could see it. There were no. it, it was loosely connected, and I don't know. But even even stuff like the dead bird in the first one mm-hmm. was there. Yeah, and then it's like, but and then they basically ignore the second one. Hmm. Yeah, well, I don't. I think it's there, dude. You got to think. Think about the character's relationship with his family, not so much. Mm -hmm. Not so much what happens. Yeah, but I mean that was like that was like two minutes of that section. Yeah. No, I got you. No, I. I I mean, I understand. I don't know, but. I will say, kind of based on exactly what you were saying, nothing super connected in the film to the point where it made you feel like, oh, that's smart and witty. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but, um, but I don't know. I will, A, because I bought it. <laughs> uh, but also, I am I do plan on giving this movie another watch to see if things mm-hmm. maybe stick a little more after you mm-hmm. know certain things that happen later. Yeah. Uh, you know how like, and, and fight club or something like that. Once you know the payoff, you like yeah. the second time to watch it, you're like, Oh my God, how'd I miss that? How'd I miss and that? Then, and then you watch it and you're like, maybe Marla doesn't exist. <laughs> that's a, that's a theory is that he's also Marla. I could see it. Like, yeah, very exactly. Easily. Like <laughs> it, when, when, like with, pre- when presented with evidence, you're like, that makes some sense. Yeah. Huh. Well, uh, but I, I don't know. I mean, I did think that the cinematography was great. 
like full uh-huh. on great in this film. Um, yeah, it was it was a really pretty film, and it was really well. I mean, pretty. I mean, like aesthetically pleasing. It wasn't like like a beautiful. It wasn't like <laughs> you know uh, what was that movie with Robin Williams? Uh, I don't <laughs> Where know. Went to hell. Oh, um, oh, what dreams may come. Yeah, it wasn't like that or something like that, where it was like supposed to be hyper stylized or anything. It was just a really well done movie. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and um, it was uh, it it was very well acted, very well. I mean, it was a good film, especially whenever you consider. Okay, this started as a play. Yeah, I can definitely see that it would have made a good play. Yeah, I'd like to see it as a play. Yeah. Um it's just unfortunately it never gets scary enough to be a great scary film and it never gets too insane enough to be like just a great like gore fest or something like that that doesn't, you know, how like a lot of gory films and shit aren't really scary per se, but they're just like, Oh my God, really? You know? Yeah. Shock value. Yeah. And so it it plays it incredibly close to the hip. It's more of a psychological type film. I don't know. I I mean, I liked it. I really liked it. I think it deserves a rewatch that said I cannot because of that bizarre, bizarre tonal shift. It made me feel really, really conflicted about the film. I don't know that I could recommend this just blanket to somebody. Yeah. I mean, I could see, I can see where you're coming from. Um, I don't know. Personally, I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot too. I honestly, uh, I mean, if we, do you want to talk any more about, uh, strengths or weaknesses or anything like that? Because if not, (laughs) <laughs> do what well i was gonna say like th- there's a lot we could talk about but i don't want to spoil it yeah that's the problem with this film because the trailers don't give you much and other than just those small things you can't really talk about <laughs> you know yeah, without I mean, total spoil each of the little vignettes is like 10 minutes yeah so it's like talking about any of those with any sort of detail is giving away you know half of it yeah, or even talking about the character and like why he's so interested in disproving the existence of you know ghosts and shit like that. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, but I, I will say that I really did enjoy it a lot. Um, I don't know that I enjoyed it more than the next film that we did, but <laughs> but uh, I do think it deserves a good rating. Like, I'm going to give it a four out of five. Like, I thought it was really good. It just was very much more subtle than I was expecting. Yeah. I I agree. Like, honestly, that's what, what I was going to do, too, is a four. Uh, because it's it, it's a really, really well done movie. And the although the twist is pretty uh, easy to pick up on. Mm-hmm. Right. It was still interesting how they got there. Like that last section of the movie um, was really interestingly done. Yeah. Right. Like just with what they played with, um, you know, and uh, 
I don't know. It, it was a really solid movie. But you're right, though. If if you're just looking for like a like a ghost anthology movie, you know, or like a little short story anthology movie, it's not really there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's it is. I mean, but like the stories are just like okay. Yeah, there's no payoff. It's like, let me tell you about something spooky I saw once. Yeah, exactly. And, you, you know, and you mentioned it when we were watching it. It's like, if this is that guy's, like, you know, unsolvable mysteries, then he was a terrible paranormal investigator, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, like, I, I was like, <laughs> all right, well, bullshit, you're lying. <laughs> yeah, that, there you go. Like, so th- that doesn't really work. If you're just in it for, like, ghost stories, then you're going to be disappointed, you know? But if if you're in it just for ghost stories, you're also going to probably be pissed off by the end. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then if you're in it for, like, some sort of weird psychological thriller aspect of it, you're going to like the end, but you're probably going to be bored silly for the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a weird film. Uh, I can see why. Like, I saw previews to this in the theater, and I can see why it didn't get a wide release. Because mm-hmm. there's no real way to market this film to get the film that you... Or to show the film you end up getting. Yeah, um, or to get the audience that wants the film that you just made. Yeah. So, I mean, without showing your hand, you know, you could be like, but watch. I mean, we've seen where, you know, some summaries will be like, watch and the inevitable payoff. (laughs) You're like, whoa, 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 come on. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, check this out if you're a fan of old school horror, but proceed with caution. It's a well-made film, but uh, it's so weird. Yeah. Four out of five. (laughs) <laughs> yep, four out of five. All right, we will be back with our review of I think it's 2007's Murder yeah. Party. We'll be back. All right, we're talking Murder Party, 2007 film. Directed by Jeremy Saunier. Saunier. I'm not sure. But um, anyway, uh, it's a random invitation to a Halloween party. Leads a man into the hands of a rogue collective. Intent on murdering him for the sake of their art. Sparking a bloodbath of mishap, mayhem, and hilarity. That's pretty much the film. Yeah. It's, It's basically a small art collective is trying... It is trying to get a grant from this guy, right? Like an art grant. And they're giving him uh, their ideas for essentially a snuff film. (laughs) You know, it's like to kill this guy and document it um, in whatever way. And then they'll get the grant for their art. Yeah. Uh, What a weird, what a weird little, uh, (laughs) I mean, is that really how grants work? Like, you some, kill people and get a grant? Well, no, just some guy that you know that you hang out be. with. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that it's played that close. I thought you, for some reason you had to submit proposals to a board of directors that govern money. Well, it depends on who is giving the grant or the endowment. If it's just like a person. Oh, it, I, yeah. I guess I was thinking about federal money or something. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, no. This is no way to get federal grant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
All right, so I had I had rented this once. Uh, I'll never forget uh, the batch of films that I rented this with because oh, it, laid on me. It was this. It was knocked up, and uh, shit. I can't remember the other. Film. Oh, I can't <laughs> <laughs> well, it was only like three or four movies. But what happened? <laughs> what happened? I'll never forget them. <laughs> I do remember renting knocked up. Um, I had. Uh, I had just gotten um, strep throat, and so mm-hmm. I was on crazy meds, and and so the films were like big time blurs. And all I remember from this film is the very beginning, like up until he gets to the warehouse. <laughs> Three minutes. Yeah. So I'm not sure if I actually even watched it or just passed out on medication because this was, was like ten years ago. <laughs> like knocked out was a new release. I just had one of those Hollywood video uh, passes where I get three movies at a time. Uh huh. Yeah. So anyway, um, but yeah, this film is was not tonally what I remembered, you know, and probably because up to that point, tonally it hadn't established itself. No, because it starts off with a, the main character getting like an invitation to a party in the mail, right? Mm-hmm. And deciding to go to the party. It's Halloween. And so he makes um, like a shitty suit of armor out of some cardboard. Yeah. And then goes to the party. But it's like no one else is at the party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He goes to like this warehouse where it's just people like sitting down and stuff. Like one guy's just sitting there playing. <laughs> playing. What was it like a Game Boy? It was like a PSP. Yeah. If that doesn't date this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so they were, I, I don't know. I mean, this film was made with like no money. Yeah. But the way it was shot was really cool. Like it seemed like a film from the eighties. It didn't look like just shitty VHS, you know, like shitty camcorder. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Where a lot of times, uh, especially like mid, mid two thousands camcorder stuff looks almost sped up or something weird about it. It didn't look mm-hmm. like that. It looked it looked fine. Um, now it doesn't look like a good cinematographer did it. It just was acceptable. Now, now uh, I don't know because like there were some clever ways to disguise like the the violence, mm-hmm. right? Well, I don't think that's spoilers. I mean the the cover of the movie is like the main character covered in blood, like arms crossed with chainsaws. Yeah. So and then the alternate something, the alternate cover, uh, is him chained to a chair while five, yeah, five, um, like an ax, a knife, a bat, a cell phone, like all these things are pointed at him. So, yeah. Yeah. You got to expect something. Um, so, there, there's some really clever ways that things are like disguised, mm-hmm. you know, just basically because of the way it's shot. Um, like there was one part in particular involving like a, um, I can't remember if it was the axe shot or the um, chainsaw, but like the camera was like kind of following the arc of the swing, mm-hmm. but then would stop just short of where it would it would show it actually impacting you yeah. know like l- little things like that um you, you know really worked to to both keep it frantic in, in the scenes where it needed to be frantic and uh 
disguise the the little budget that it had. So I don't know if I agree with you that the cinematography wasn't on point. I just am saying it's not like lush, beautiful cinematography. It's, it's no what dreams may come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just was, I don't know, it kind of had some auto gain, a little bit of grain in it. You know, it looked like a 80s, 80s horror film, like, look. But I don't know. I mean, I agree. It was very incredibly innovative. You could tell it was low budget, with, but with, like, a very good idea of what they wanted, you know? Yeah. Technically, it, it was made very well. So, yeah. I don't know. Um. Now, I mean, I, I don't think that it's a spoiler to say that once he goes, I mean, he's just kind of a loser, right? This character, yeah. he's a loser. He gets a weird invitation. It just says, come to our murder party. Right? Yeah, it literally says murder party. <laughs> yeah. And so he's like, well, screw it. And he makes this like terrible looking like cardboard night costume <laughs> and um, goes down there. And then they chain him to a chair and, and they're like... Uh, killing time, like doing drugs and stuff before they murder him. Yeah, because they want to do it at the witching hour. Yep. And that is basically the film. There's, It's not incredibly violent until it is. Yeah, and then it is. And then it's very, very violent. It, um, but to me, I think that, yeah, this, this film isn't like... It's not super polished or anything like that, but it would be very, very hard not to enjoy this film. Yeah. And and I think if you... If it was more polished, I think it would lose some of its charm. Yeah. Also, I mean, not that either of us... Uh, well, you probably... <laughs> definitely are. Uh, more into, like, the art-type scene. <laughs> you know? I mean, dealing with, like, filmmakers and shit. But like, yeah. uh, not like, not like people that you are, but you know, you go to these like meetups and stuff like that. You've met a yeah. lot of these people. I only know, uh, some artists. I also go to the contemporary art museum all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just know people, uh, uh into it. <laughs> you. No, no, I'm just kidding. No, but like, uh, certain people I don't want to say. <laughs> I bet I know who you're talking about. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm positive you do. Um, <laughs> but where a lot of these underground artist types, and I'm talking strictly like more not on movies, but like art art types, yeah. are so full of shit. And this this skewers the hell out of that. Those oh, people. yeah, it was great. There was there was one section or one scene where one of them was like painting or something. And it never showed what he was painting. Right. And the one of the guys comes up to him. He's like, Oh, this is great. Right. And he's like, Hey, will you go, you know, get me something out of the car or whatever it was. Right. And then like other people come around to look at the painting and then they start just ripping it apart. (laughs) (laughs) They're like just talking bad about him so bad behind his back. Right. And from that's exactly how things are. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, just from what I've seen, like, in knowing the person that we know who, I mean, hell, he'd never hear this anyway, but I'm not going to say, say his name. <laughs> uh, but it, it really seemed like that. He'd make fun of everybody's art behind their back and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And and so anyway, um, 
but after this is over, we have to make sure we're talking about the same guy. But yeah. I mean, literally, I went to an uh, a uh, what are they called installations? Uh, mm-hmm. I went to one of theirs, and, and uh, it literally was just like a coke can on the ground and with a thing by it, and it's like you know consumerism. Like it's like fuck you. That's a coke can on the ground. It's just titled untitled. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I mean I was happy that there was that there was champagne and goldfish there because otherwise <laughs> I wasted a trip. <laughs> but, Dude, I, I went to one once um, at the Contemporary Arts Museum that was like uh, w- like basically the theme of it was like what is art or what is truth, mm-hmm. right? And there was one of the, I forgot who it was. It was like some actual like real artist, right? And um, and one of the little things, one of the pieces of art was just like a piece of concrete, and it was like piece of the Berlin Wall, right? Nineteen eighty-five or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. It wasn't really a piece of the Berlin Wall. It was like some piece of concrete she got from her yard. <laughs> and and that was the point, though, is that it wasn't what it said it was. So, like, what is truth? <laughs> That's, like, so, like, uh, what is it that read it? I'm 14 and this is deep. Yeah. And it, or so, like, oh, man, I have a gallery opening in a couple of weeks. What am I going to do? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, not to say all art is shit or anything like that, but there is a lot of, like, pretentious nonsense going on as well. Yeah, yeah. And so, anyway, this skewers the hell out of artists, uh, just the way that uh, their Two-Face stuff, and also how they're, uh, like, kind of vultures circling around any pool of money. Like... Yeah. Because there's well, no, there's not much money in the arts. Yeah, it's hard know? to get money in the arts now. <laughs> yeah, so it's like I don't know. It skewers that. It skewers, it, and I thought that that was fun, especially because I'm pretty positive this was an art collective that made this film. Yeah, it says like, um, where did it go? Now I can't find it. Lab of Madness presents. Yeah. It also said that, uh, okay, so made with no money, estimated $190,000 budget. One of these things sounds is not like a lot of money to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But made with no money. It said that they didn't have enough money, which is weird considering the other effects that they had. Maybe they really killed people. Who knows? No, I'm just yeah, kidding. Maybe. But they didn't have enough uh, money to do fake syringes, so they did a uh, saline solution and everyone really got shots. I hope it was like they didn't actually share the needles. Like, would, could they have at least bought like six needles? <laughs> Not enough money. It's like you spent twenty grand on that prosthetic for the burnt guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> nope, sharing needles. Like six needles. Um, um that is funny though, because most of the time you'd get like a fake syringe. Yeah, they're like they're super cheap. Yeah, you can go to like Spirit Halloween store <laughs> and buy a fake syringe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that just almost seems like they wanted to um, have a neat bit of trivia on their IMDb page. Yeah, maybe it's bullshit. Maybe who, who knows what truth really is? Yeah, I know. I I, I heard about somebody who had to, this piece of a Berlin Wall, but it really would. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, 
So I felt like this movie, and this is going to be kind of weird, but in a way, uh, our main character uh-huh. reminded me of, like our hero, reminded me of Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones? Yes. I'm glad you asked. So <laughs> <laughs> the the thing is about Indiana Jones is he's largely irrelevant to the plot. Okay. If you think about Raiders of the Lost Ark, if he wasn't there, that movie would have ended exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I see what you're saying. Like, he's just <laughs> kind of in a circumstance and dealing with it rather than yes. causing or... Yeah, which, you know, makes me believe that Indiana Jones, um, although he's been on adventures and stuff, uh, literally is just bad at being an adventurer. And um, he just does it on the weekends outside of class. Uh, I'm what sure I feel like. that that's, <laughs> that's kind of the what it was, right? Well, no, he was like this cool archaeologist. But he was archaeology. Cool. He, but, but no, but he lucks into every situation. Yeah, but he's cool. The difference between this guy and Indiana Jones is Indiana Jones had a personality. And this guy was a blank slate. Didn't really seem yeah. to give a shit about anything. Yeah. He literally at one point describes one of the only like longer lines was like, yeah, what was he a parking? Uh, he he was he was a civilian parking attendant for the NYPD. Yeah. And he's like, I'm irrelevant. No one would miss me if I'm dead or something <laughs> yeah. like that. It's like, oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. But, you know, like if he wasn't there, I think largely a lot of the same situation would have happened. Hmm. I think it's the guy, uh, spoilers, the, the guy who ends up burn up. Yeah. Um, I think he is the director of, remember that film that we covered? I believe on here, uh, either that or we just, both where saw else it. would we have covered a movie? Well, I think we <laughs> either covered it on here or talked about it. No, we covered it on here that I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Yeah. He that directed good. that. Good movie. Interesting. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, this movie's just schlocky and fun and and funny, but not really technically like, yes, the shots and the gore and stuff, but they really don't have much going on in, in terms of like if you're not interested in character or anything like that, there's not much going on because most of this movie's just talking in a warehouse. Yeah, Um, I loved it. Totally. Yeah, me too. Loved, <laughs> loved it. Um. I I would recommend to anybody, you know, that that's interested in low budget. I mean, I could see budget being a turnoff for some people uh, on this film because it's just really, really cheap. Yeah. Um, but I, I also am going to give this a four out of five. Like, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah. Um, if If you're into, like, comedy horror movies then yeah this is a this is a good one to watch yeah um i actually like really liked it a uh-huh. lot um <clears throat> and like especially the the ramp up at the end right uh, yeah just made me really appreciate the entire movie uh, i think i'm actually going to go four and a half i i could see it hell i could even see 
somebody trying to argue to get a five out of five. But I, is that someone you? No, no, not at all. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine. I, it's funny though. The reason both of these films got the rating they did were for opposite reasons. And yeah, like Murder Party mm-hmm. had a a coherent plot with like tons of blood, and it was just a fun time. But technically, a lot of things uh, were lacking. Ghost Stories was like technically there, but a lot of the plot was kind of lacking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're we're complex individuals, Craig. Uh, yeah, yep. So I don't know, but I, I really enjoyed it. I thought this. I wish I could find more films kind of like this that are just super fun. Uh, well, so. this was on my suggested things from Netflix. Good times. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this. Uh-oh. But when we come back next time, Is we're in the heart of spooky month. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm so scared. Yeah. Um, Goosebumps 2 comes out this year. Oh, dude. We should. Oh, yeah, we should. I mean, I'm off at noon every Friday. I'd be okay with going to see. <laughs> All right. So this is the month that uh, if you're a new we, listener, we, if you're new, if you're new listeners, this will probably be your last episode <laughs> <laughs> because we always have listenership drop during October because it's spooky month where and- we cover only goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every time we say it, it seems like a worse strategy than it feels. But, yeah, but um, but I mean, sometimes we have like people on guests. Yeah, we'll probably have some guests on. Um, yeah, so I guess next time we will. I mean, I guess we could technically squeeze one in before it, but this is going to drop in a few days. It's not going to drop today. Technically, it'll be recorded on September thirtieth, but by the time it drops, it'll be on October first, and oh, yeah. thus we're in spooky month. We're in spooky month. <laughs> okay, so. Pick some goosebumps. Um, I'll break out my spreadsheet of who's done what when. If anybody has <laughs> any goosebumps recommendations for us, tweet us at BNE Pod on Twitter. And make sure to visit bmoviesandebooks.com. I'm I'm plugging things, which That's I normally weird. don't. That's weird. We haven't plugged things in years. A year. <laughs> <laughs> also, check out our BNE shop. There's some pretty neat. <laughs> we hadn't plugged that. <laughs> Uh, yeah check out our b and e shop buy a t-shirt there's some really cool shit on there um if you're into that uh we would appreciate it we make no money on this and are at the end of our rope in terms of of hosting a free podcast uh it just costs us money and the the uh, spooky month might break us yeah yeah we (laughs) might actually be on our way out if you guys don't support us (laughs) <laughs> don't don't guilt them. <laughs> Why? Because if they were true fans, they'd buy stuff anyway. Oh, <laughs> shots fired. Um, <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, no. Nah, but we we should think about possibly doing uh, some sort of pivot shift. You guys like Patreon? Want to <laughs> Patreon us? We'll start a Patreon to get your monthly money. <laughs> yeah. What, what kind? What kind of perks would you like? Another podcast. <laughs> Shoutouts. Yeah. So. Personalized email. Oh, man. <laughs> We're on this. <laughs> Personalized email. <laughs> It'd be great if it was just Dear, one of those ones. 
that are like you know clearly like a boilerplate yeah, you yeah. know and just like dear brian yeah no it'd be better if we don't you know we promise a personalized email but then dear listener yeah, dear insert name here <laughs> dear xml query error you know it's like <laughs> we are thrilled that you're supporting us at the insert amount level <laughs> but yeah Anyway, yeah, so, uh, yeah, uh, support our show somehow. Hell, I'll, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you my PayPal if you guys want to just PayPal me some money sometimes. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, with that, we'll see you next time on Spooky Month. The podcast you just heard is part of the B&E Network. Brought to you by bmovies and ebooks.com.